neighbors, like our friends are. During Hari Raya, she knocks on my conscience. I knock on the door and I give her cakes. She says she likes them and gives me sweets with gelatin inside. I throw them away. Poor woman doesn't know how to make cakes. Her children eat Maggie after school every day. That's why the elder one is in normal stream and the younger one can't spell her name. If I was her age, I wouldn't be wearing shorts at home. No shame. She doesn't know how to hide her womanhood. When the children are naughty and I beat them, I close the door. I hear she's a gossip. But she beats her children harder than I do. What to do? Her children are like that. I once hear her scream she wanted to kill herself. These people never value their own lives. Other times, I see her, I smile, and she smiles back. And her children smile and call me auntie. But in our hands, we hold with fists clenched tight the keys to our homes. Each night, we slam the boat shut. Yeah. So that's my reading of this work. I think it's a very interesting poem because it confronts, it's like one of those works that confronts reality as it is, and it doesn't shy away from anything, right? Shy away from like um, seeming like you're being a bit too extreme or you're putting forward an inaccurate portrayal of society. It confronts reality as it is. So that's mm. something I like about this poem. There's like an unflinching focus on on how like power dynamics and how the kind of attitude we have towards neighbors yeah. and how when when the poem starts with like during Hari Raya she knocks on my conscience it already up front already tries to penetrate the issue of like racial relations and um and people are immediately immediately can think of like neighbors and then Neighbors of different races. This is very clear. Just from the single first line, any Singaporean who reads this poem would be able to uh, arrive at that conclusion. And when it when when the poet says she knocks on my conscience, you're immediately thinking of how oh this is very relatable. It's probably the idea of like exchanging uh, treats during a festive period. Yeah. And then and then this poem is even more upfront towards in the second stanza where they say I throw them away. So this introduces the strong idea of like strong abrupt idea of like mm. disposing of like the kind of uh, acts of get mm. kind acts of kindness and gestures of kindness because there's some enmity, some um, suspicion about it, and then lack of trust. And then this makes people think about how we are engineered to do certain things, how we are like how we have been position to live with one another of different uh, different races and uh, different races and also like coerced by like lessons in schools by public education to behave in certain ways and this woman is upfront in, in addressing that hmm. then it also captures the idea of like snobbishness and elitism very well um, using cakes and Maggie which is a very interesting way um, because cakes are more difficult to make and could be seen as a status symbol, and Maggie's like a low effort, low yeah. effort kind of thing. Yeah, and then it, maybe it's not so obvious here, but obvious in the third stanza, but in the fourth stanza, the line about the elder one is in the normal stream and the younger one can't spell her name, it makes it very obvious the sort of snobbishness that a lot of people possess in society because 
ironically, how we've been um, engineered to behave in a meritocracy have instead led to the harmony that we're trying to like develop to instead be jeopardized by these like internal ideas that we have slowly internalized over time. So like yeah, it shows that we are living in a state of tolerance, tolerance rather than acceptance, which is a very important insight, or important idea because tolerance is not the same as accepting. Yeah, this could be related to ideas of like ethnicities and class. And this poem is, um, explores the intersection between these two. And it's not, it doesn't flinch away from like um, associating certain races or associating certain stereotypes with certain classes also. Yeah, and I find this poem very interesting because it, it captures the fakeness and then it slowly goes from like the smaller or the less concerning ideas like just the idea of like making cakes and Maggie and then goes on towards the end to but in our hands we hold with fists clenched tight the keys to our homes each night we slam the boat shut so it's like the suspicion is so bad you even think that they might infiltrate your home one day that's how bad it is mm. that's how how much how bad the stereotypes have grown up to be and how such suspicion, if left unchecked, can fester in society. I think I find that very interesting. And I think a lot of people will look at this and look at this work and say it's an exaggeration. But at the same time, there'll be a significant portion of people who would say, okay, actually, this is the kind of attitude I've seen being shown in society. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So the ability of this poem to kind of reflect and mirror social realities is very insightful and it's mm-hmm. and it doesn't flinch away from being honest and being brutal about the realities in society. Mm. Yeah, so that's why I like about this book. It takes it takes courage to be able to write to this extent, to be able to scrape away at the truth mm-hmm. and really mm. and really talk about how how such suspicion actually grows in society. And how, yeah. like, actually, maybe the way we're living now is flawed. Mm. And that maybe ethnic, ethnic quotas in, um, in our communities is not the best way to go forward. And even if, and to recognize that this is flawed and to work towards improving it is something that a reader should take away as opposed to looking at this book and say, this is not true. I deny that this is true. Mm. So I, yeah. I, that's why I like this book. I don't think... There are works that have managed to so unflinchingly talk about this issue mm-hmm. of like a fakeness about how people pretend and that we are being and that we we tend to do things because we're being watched and because we don't want to we don't want to stoke tensions because that's how we are we have been grown to we have been grown and developed to think yeah. Mm. So I, that, that's what makes this poem very resonant, very interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. The honesty, the raw honesty of the poem is also reflected in how simple the language is, right? Yeah. And it's also, really like uh, yeah. And you're talking about the contrived nature of racial harmony 
in in public housing estates, right? I think that yeah. that's also kind of reflected in the form of this poem because it's just like two lines by two lines by two lines, and they're all separated by that single line break, right? Like it's yeah. a very self-conscious form, and I think that somehow reinforces that contrivedness, that segregation that's present in our public housing estates, despite the attempts at integration. And also, you you talk about courage, uh, courage, right? Like he's very courageous in talking about these attitudes that most people do not want to recognize. I think yeah. it is really courageous because in the first line itself, he acknowledges that uh, he feels guilty about it uh, because yeah. during Hari Raya, she knocks my conscience, right? Yeah, yeah. And the first two stanzas, I think, uh, it reminded me of like. Your your doorbell rings and it's like a door to door salesperson mm. trying to sell you something, so yeah. it's like they are they're knocking your conscience and then they give you like a the flyer or something and then you throw it away, mm. and yeah, there's also yeah. um the the concept of a transaction here. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Joven, this like I don't know. I'm teens times about transactions. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's ingrained in my head. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the the, the first sensor, uh she knocks on my conscience. I knock on the door and I give her cakes. Mm. So it's like um, this tr- transactional act of um, maybe the, the the woman in question kind of like reminding you of your conscience. Yeah. And and you the the speaker kind of trying to to uh, appease your conscience by giving her mm. cakes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the exchange of the sweets with gelatin and the cakes. Uh, there's also that sense of the transaction as well. Yeah, I like, the se- I like the second last stanza because I think Girish was talk about how it depicts um the fakeness in us when we greet our neighbors, right? I think that's also highlighted by the repetition of the word smile, you know. Like the stanza itself is actually so vapid. Mm, yeah, You're literally yeah. just repeating the same thing again and again. And basically that describes the interactions we have with our neighbors. It's limited to the most superficial of interactions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the last stanza, right? Uh, in our hands we hold with his clenched tight the, the keys to our homes each night we stand up shout. I think in addition to uh, what, what Girish mentioned about the literal space of the home, I think it's also how we shut ourselves off, like how we yeah. shut our our hearts off to, to our neighbours around us. Mm. So yeah. in the same way that we lock our doors, we also like lock up ourselves and, and refuse to like interact. Or of your yeah. connections with others. It's quite sad, not gonna lie. Like yeah. you wanna yeah. be a kampong spirit, but there's no kampong spirit no, in public housing estates at all. Actually, right, do you guys know that you know in condominiums they actually have like apps, mobile apps, which actually bring the condominium community together. So they actually have like they have tuition for each other, or they like sometimes they have spare furniture and then they'll just donate to each other. And that's something yeah. you don't see in public oh. housing estates. So yeah. it's actually ironic how there's much more bonding within like upper classes as uh, compared to the middle and the lower classes. Which is mm. something surprising, I think. Oh, and... Yeah, go on. I think the the way it's written is like just in the voice of a snobbish neighbour. Like, mm-hmm. the reasoning given for why the elder one is in the normal stream is the children eat Maggie after school every day. That's why. So when you use the word, that's why it's like you're trying to rationalize, but it's, it's written in a very stupid... Like, it's, when you read it, you already know it's like, it doesn't make sense. Mm. But it shows how illogical the stereotypes are. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny if you think about it. Like, why would you jump from that to this? Yeah. Yeah. And also in the next sense, if I was her age, I wouldn't be wearing shorts at home. No shame. She doesn't know how to hide her womanhood. It's also like pitting yourself against your neighbors, right? It's a very competitive um, spirit behind this. And yeah, I guess that's that's the harsh reality of social mobility because when you're trying to move out of a lower class, right? You start um, internalizing the attitudes of the upper classes and you start scorning the middle classes, the lower classes from which you might have come. And a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Yeah, it's like, why would you perpetuate something that was not to your advantage in the first place anyway, you know? Yeah, the idea um, of comparison yeah. is also seen in a beating. Like, they compare the relative beating. Like, she mm. such children harder than I do. Yeah, like, how do this neighbor know? Like, this neighbor is assuming that the number of times the neighborhood, the children being beaten, and then mm. comparing it with the number of times she beat, and then what to do her children are like that. This is so snobbish. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I, I feel like, despite the general pessimism of the poem, it, it still does uh, portray a small sliver of hope. Uh, because ultimately, the the keys to our homes are still in our hands. Like what what mm-hmm. I mentioned before about uh, us locking ourselves up, right? We are not at the mercy of higher powers. It's all up to us. It's all we still have our self agency, and it just so happened that yeah. we've chosen to lock ourselves up. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think the agency is still on us. Yeah, and definitely this is pessimistic and not. I feel it's not as bad as the poem portrays it to be, but the poem is just putting this out so that people can actually reflect. It's again like the reflections theory in media where where something is shown in such an exaggerated way so that you reflect and think whether this is actually a reality. And if it is, what can you do to address it? So yeah, the purpose of the poem is not to say that this is how the state of affairs is for sure and emphasize and enforce that this is how it is. Because if the poem wanted to do that, then it would defeat its purpose because it's like it's like saying tolerance is how we are and we shouldn't solve it. But that's not what the poem is saying. It's saying that we have these problems and we should recognize that we have these problems and we should actually mm-hmm. do something about it. Actually, Jovan, when you brought up like the keys to our homes, right? It also reminds me of home ownership as a very... I'll link it to capitalism, like, you know, like consumer capitalism. And also how you know, capitalism has led to the disintegration of social ties, of social networks. Like ultimately, mm. our, like our link to our, our house right, is literally just an economic um, link. Most of us do not have any links to our neighborhood. You know? It's just our house, which is something we own. And that's very, it's very cold-hearted, like, I think. Yeah, this, this whole poem, I, I feel, is like infused with uh, class conflict. Yeah, because it's the difference in class that I feel contributes uh, a great deal to the that kind of split between the the speaker and this woman, the right? Neighbor, yeah, yeah. So of course, there's the uh, difference in in cap in, in in like status in terms of like yeah. monetary capital. So like Maggie, Maggie and cakes. Then there's the difference in education. 
your normal stream and all that. Then there's also the difference in um, parenting and, and just like culture and the way they conduct themselves. Yeah. Like she beats her children harder than I do. So that comparison. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think it's it, it just serves to remind us that actually, yeah, like what, what I mentioned about us having that sense of self-agency to to open ourselves up. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. well, well, I also said that it's a, like a small sliver of hope because um, it's also combated by the, the fact that we are in this age inherently kind of split by class difference. Yeah. I think, yeah, then also, like, I want her to hear her scream, she wants to kill herself. These people never value their own lives. So, like, at this point, it's like, it's showing the like, abject lack of empathy from the neighbor's, mm. neighbor's side. And, yeah, it shows how we don't put, like, the neighbors don't put themselves in others, one another's shoes, and they're so detached from each other's realities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, until the last stanza, it's actually just the, it's like a, vocalization of the neighbor's uh, internal thoughts. And then in the last two lines, the pronouns change to our and we, because mm. it's like the writer is like coming to you and saying that this is how it is, this is how we are as a society. And yeah, Personal it's like, not implicating the reader as well, right? Yeah, it's like saying, this is what we're doing. And then it's it also written in monosyllabic words put together in succession. So to like, Put the harsh realities to your face, like in our hands we hold with fists clenched tight. The keys to our homes. Each night we slam the bolt shut. So it's like, mm. yeah, it's like slamming the truth on your face. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's also you could think of it also as a call for action to do something about it, because mm-hmm. ultimately even as we have been conditioned to live in a system of tolerance, we have the we have the keys. We have the uh, agency to make a difference. Because mm. in the end, it's our mindsets that make a change, as opposed to blaming the system for conditioning us. Yep. Okay. That's all for this poem? Yeah.